Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. is a podcast called 25 Whistles, talking football, and they all wear a whistle, yeah, it's stupid, but what did you expect? It's a podcast called 25 Whistles. 25 Whistles. Hello, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app and use the code BOBBYSPORTS to get in on the action. I'm blowing us in, boys, because I'm 15 and no. Yeah, do it. I cannot believe it. It's Amazing, wild. I cannot believe it. I hit my four game parlay. I hit one other bet too, which is the Georgia game. But that was part of the parlay. But I did. It's just unbelievable. And I'm not saying this bragging because I will never do this again in my entire life. Right. But I've given you guys 15 bets and I've hit all 15 of them. And I hope the greatest thing for me was Saturday night, late night. Everybody tweeting and putting their receipts of their wins to me. So many yeah. people. It was awesome. And, yeah. and Kevin said, look at everybody posting their, their bet. Yeah. So, I, I had people heat, hitting me up. Really? Yeah. And they were like, dude, I took it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. Right Kev- away. I, I said, Kevin, did you bet? He goes, well, I bet half of it. <laughs> I bet a two-gamer so I was, Yeah, it. I was half in. I was in Georgia and uh, Oklahoma. Oh, and Eddie and I had to miss the third one because we were at a wedding and there was no sell. So we didn't know. We watched the first half of the Alabama game. Okay. And then we left and we're like, do they cover? Because it was 49 and a half. Yeah. Then we drove back in and they did. And we're like, oh, my God. So we just had Texas to go. It's unbelievable. Uh, I think the craziest story of all, before we get into the warm-up and the tittle-tattle, is Reed. Could you turn on that microphone right there, yeah. Mike? Reed, who works for me as my main digital video guy outside of the radio show, and is on. The, he makes the jingles on this show. Reed had taken his profits from the other bets that I would given him through the year. And you had how much money? I had a... Uh, uh, I started with 100. I profited uh, 400 from... Your last two bets. This guy. Yeah. And, and then, then then I took I took two hundred out and put it in the bank. Good and, for you. And then I took the <laughs> the last two hundred and my dad came up last weekend, so I was like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wing it. I believe in you, Bobby. I just threw it all in there for and you uh, won twenty five hundred bucks. Unreal. Yeah. Crazy dude. Unreal. That it's, that to me was nuts that he put that much money down. On this bet. Well, I that, mean that's that, how much belief he had in you. No, I was like, Don't. Don't have that much belief. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have that much belief. So, what'd you do with the money? Oh, it's it's in the bank now. Look at this guy it's in the bank, making I, money, I'm making money, being smart, yeah. keeping yeah. it going. Parents must be proud. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> Reed said he was so invested because we had won the first three games. It was to the fourth game, the Texas game, that he didn't have Longhorn Network, so he bought it. Oh, oh my God. God. Hey, I know just that to feeling. watch the game. So <laughs> did you subscribe crying. on your home television or your phone or what? Uh, it was through Sling. Yeah, they offered the best package for what I was wanting for a one-day special. <laughs> hey, so. hey, Bones, he's hooked. You're all in. Yeah, yeah. Were you so pumped when you won? Oh, my gosh. I was so pumped. I was, yeah. I couldn't sleep. I was like, this is amazing. It's amazing. So, it's amazing. I bet 100, and I won 1,300, and yeah. I was like, this is amazing. I couldn't sleep. I can imagine double that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a lot of money. Congratulations, That's awesome. Reed. That's Thank awesome. You. Thank you, guys. So uh, warm-up question real quick for us three. Uh, what country makes the best food you cannot use America? What country makes the best food? Let's go to kick off Kevin. Kevin? Um, ooh, I was going to say Mexico, but I'll probably say Italy. And I've, I've been there, too, and I've eaten it, so it's fresh and seafood and everything, so I'll go with Italy. Eddie? Yeah, I got to go Mexico, dude. That's my motherland. I mean, Mexican food is everyone's go-to. What do you like? Tacos? You love tacos. Everybody loves burritos. Everybody loves enchiladas. Like, Mexican food is the best. I'm also going to go with Mexican food because I just don't like anything else. I mean, I can eat the pizza. You like Chinese food? I can eat pizza, but yeah. I like Pizza Hut. Right. And that's not Italy. Yeah. I like Chinese food sometimes, but I like P.F. Chang's, which is kind of a mix of America. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> not really Chinese food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going, if I got to go straight into one country and I'm going to eat, it's Mexico. All right. That's the warm up. Let's do the tittle tattle. It's time for the stupidest name ever. It's the tittle tattle with all right, Kevin, what you got? All right, Bobby, which comeback was the most shocking to you, the Dolphins, Jets, or the Cardinals? Mm. The reason it wasn't the Jets, all were great, by the way. I don't want to take anything away from anybody. The Jets, the reason it was fine, it was because it was the Browns, and so it was like two terrible teams <laughs> yeah. slugging it out. That happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so great comeback. It was cool to see Flacco in the locker room, pumped up. It's, it's great. But not that one. I watched... The Cardinals and the Raiders, because it was a later game, got to watch all of that and couldn't believe it. That second two-point conversion was like an inch over the guy's finger Crazy. and right into a back of the end zone. It was insane. And then Renfro fumbled twice, yeah. which also is unbelievable because that guy's known as a great hands, great ball control. So that was crazy, but I'm still going to go with the Dolphins. The fact that they came back from that far down, the fact that there are so many Tua haters, and that they beat Lamar, and Bo- they just beat a really good team. And it's cool to see. It's an entire new staff in Baltimore. You know, with a guy, they're like, I don't know, is he gonna? He's a, he's a little quirky. He's a. It, it was awesome, mm-hmm. and I, I love to see. And, and Waddle and Hill, they both went off. Tua went off, six touchdowns, two interceptions. I think that one because of who they beat and how that game ended, right on, right at the wire. But I'm gonna go with that one as the most surprising. And if anybody disagrees, feel free to blow your whistle. The All three were great. Football's drunk, as they say. Oh. I'll blow my whistle. Yeah, thank for you. A, for a simple reason. I didn't watch the Miami game. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good enough reason. <laughs> but gosh, man, that Raiders-Arizona game. And I was pissed because at the I was watching the Cowboys game. And the Cowboys win. They, don't, they make the field goal, whatever, to win the game. And they don't even say bye. Romo didn't say bye. No, they cut right to the Raiders and the, the Cardinals. And I'm like... Can I just see that field goal one more time? But I now I know why. Because the end of that game was nuts. Bizarre. The, I mean, the whole the whole league's bizarre. I'm gonna blow the whistle on both of you <laughs> because, as much as I hate the Jets, and you're right, the, it was two teams, the Jets and the Browns. You're like, ah, who really cares about these teams? 
But for the first time since 2001, a team came back when they were down by 13 points in the final two minutes. That's 2,229 that games. And you know who the last team was to blow that lead? Cowboys. No. <laughs> Guess. It was the Browns. Same team. Oh, was it? Same oh, franchise. Oh, wow. Yeah, in 2001. All three elite, really great endings to games. Eddie and I were on a plane streaming it. On a plane streaming it. So you know it's not that good. And it's like, hey, give it, take it. What was so funny, Kevin, is is it would freeze right when you know like Hill would get the ball, and there'd be two defenders ready to tackle him, and Bobby would play. We'd play the game of like, does he get tackled or not? <laughs> did that guy get him or did that guy get him? Just because of the frozen it just freeze it. Yeah. <laughs> over and over again. A great, great week of games again, though. Yeah. Next Unreal. question. All right, sticking with the uh, comebacks here. Who proved more in their comeback, Tua or Kyler Murray? Tua, oh. by far. Not even close. Oh. <laughs> there are so many people that are anti-Tua, saying he doesn't have the arm strength. He doesn't have. You could list, 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 list. Kyler Murray's supposed to be elite. That's why they paid him a billion dollars. He's supposed to be elite. So he's supposed to do stuff like that. Maybe not every single time. And if that situation happens again, does he? That that first two-point conversion. Golly, he ran around for twenty seconds back and forth. But Kyler is supposed to be elite. Is a big win, but it was a bigger win for Miami, a bigger comeback for Tua, and I say Tua proved more than Kyler did. <laughs> Who is that? Eddie, That's go me. ahead. Go Look, ahead. I agree with you. Yeah, Miami did need this win, but Kyler Murray, after all this deal with his contract and this four hours of uh, game footage that he needs to watch and all that, yeah, they, they obviously believed that he wasn't, there was something missing with Tua, with uh, Kyler, and if he was going to be good. He needed to show the the staff he needed to show Arizona he needed to show everyone that he is the man for that job especially signing that big contract I was happy for him he needed that and I'm glad he played his man he played his everything at the end of that game but he's done that before yeah but Tua I think has Tua, never done that right but Tua has been hurt so yes. we didn't know what Tua could right. do he I proved. still believe that Tua was able to do that we just needed to see him healthy so I think now that he's healthy we get to see what Tua was always. Kyler's really good, but also I watched a lot of clips today on TikTok where people were like, this is why Kyler needs to study film. And he missed like seven, <laughs> seven blitzes coming in. Missed like se- So they, they said, th- and they would show, okay, this linebacker's coming up. In this situation, you've got to tell your tackle not to, and he missed over and over again. And so, but his athleticism, yeah. he's got a really good arm. Yeah. Considering he looks like he's four foot tall out there amongst right. giants. Yeah he's, just, uh, he's, yeah, he's just running around. Do we I know how big, tall he is? I'm, he's what is he six two? Probably he's five ten. Oh, five, yeah. No, no, no. He's under six. Yeah. What do they list him they list as? List him as probably six one. Wow. Yeah. So and that's he's five nine. <laughs> I'm a big Tua guy. I always have been, and so I guess everything's Tua for me. Everything's coming yeah, up Tua yeah. <laughs> because I just I've always believed in him. I felt like he was never getting like the the fair shake. But uh, yes, it was an awesome game by Kyler Murray too. All right, next up. All right, the Bengals are off to an zero and two start. Would you be worried about a Super Bowl hangover if you were a fan of the Bengals? Their offensive line sucks right man. now, and they have four new starting offensive linemen. This is the reason, for the most part, because there's so much communication that has to happen between the two, and there's communication that has to happen in an away setting where you can't even talk. Meaning, if you've just played together a lot, you know. If this linebacker comes into this gap, you can just look and go, we've done this enough times, I know what that look means. They don't have that right now because it's four new offensive linemen. If I'm Cincinnati, I'm not worried. You've also lost both games by a field goal. Mm-hmm. Dallas played good. Their defense played really well. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, this is not a Super Bowl hangover. This is 
half a step back to take a step forward long-term. Maybe not this season, but over the next few years for sure. But I just, I've listened to so many linemen talk about how hard it is, especially with limited preseason and limited practice. So they don't get to get the reps and they have to get them game time. But I mean, Burrow is still, as they say, Burrow's a dog. Yeah. And I always feel like he can win the game. Do you feel like he tries to make too many big plays? I think when he has to, he does. I don't think early he tries to cram them in as much. Yeah. Near the end of the game, he was ha- he had no time to do anything. Yeah. There were times when Parsons would come off the edge. <sighs> he wouldn't get blocked mm-hmm. because they just didn't communicate in time. And he'd come up in a blitz package, and the tackle would block in. And Parsons had to be like, what's happening? He runs right to him, boom, over. So, yes, but I think out of necessity or even fear sometimes of getting crunched again right. until they get it together. Takes a lot of hits. All right, next up. All right, your uh, Razorbacks on Saturday looked like they were going to be victims to a big-time upset. How worried were you? Well, hey, I was, I was I, I'll answer that. He was, was, yeah. he was stressing. Yeah. yeah he was, was stressing. I was worried. I was worried. I was worried because Bobby Petrino is an excellent, excellent play caller. I know that because we had him. We were top five in the country with him. And it was a great game by Missouri State. They played every bit of their potential. They're a really good FCS team. They're top five. Mm. They shouldn't have played with us. And we fumbled. We had two fumbles early, one on the one-yard line. We don't turn the ball over often. I say we like I play for the team. <laughs> we all you do. do. You we do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yes, I was worried. It's fourth, fourth quarter. We were down 10. Yeah. I'm glad we – I think we needed this game, honestly. I'm glad we came out of it. I think we needed this game because we have AM next. I'm glad they won and beat Miami. Big for them. And bad a bad win for us. There's no such thing as a bad win, but a bad win as far as like how you're feeling going to the next game. We're we're a top ten team. And I think maybe they were like, We're a top ten team, baby. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, we're top ten, but we gotta we gotta go. Mm-hmm. Like we still gotta go. So I, I'm I was worried, but I'm happy now because I think you practiced a little harder heading into a big week. Did you expect to watch the game at the wedding reception? Because No, we, I what, thought I would never have to turn it on. What That's was the what timing of all that, by the way? We missed the first half because we were at the wedding. Okay. And there was no cell. Game started at four, wedding oh. started at four. Oh, yeah, because you were in the And I couldn't wear my necklace because we were in the wedding. His lucky princess necklace. <laughs> and then I put <laughs> yeah, it right. on and we came back and won the game. So that's what it is. But but Kevin, Kevin, we're at a wedding reception yeah. in California where we traveled thousands of miles to get to, and we're all having the dinner reception. And Bobby's like, there's a big TV there, and there's nothing on it. Can we get that Arkansas we turn, I turned it on. <laughs> yeah. And I know that is not – first of all, there were like 10 people there. Oh, okay. And it's a friend hey, that, hey, It was a wedding reception. It's a friend that I love dearly. However, if you know me – it would be like if I was a vegan. You know what you're going to have to feed me if I'm, I'm not a vegan. Yeah, but interesting. I, but in the same way, you know at my core, one of the most important things to my life is Razorback football. And so we put it on the TV. I love that. And did he mind? I don't think so. We, ne- we never asked. Like, I don't know. We, we didn't, didn't ask, ask anybody. We just turned it on. And <laughs> he did. knows. He knows what's up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if it had been a 500 people and a big T, I would have probably just put it on my phone on my knee and tried that. But I would have watched it. Did more people watch it with you? It no, just, not really. Oh, I, not, not really. And oh, it was, no. Nobody did. No, it it, just, it's funny, too, because the way the dinner table was set up, you know, the TV was against the back wall. So we... Me and Bobby's wife made the joke of like, hey, sit him there where his back's against the TV and he has to like sit there. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 we're not doing this. Very selfish, but you know that part of me is yeah. a very selfish part of me when it yeah. comes to Razorback football. I, I love it. It wasn't selfish of me to drive an 
hour up a mountain to go that to a wedding. Very yeah. selfless. To fly across the yes. country fly, exactly. to get an Airbnb for a weekend and yeah. go out. That's what friends do. Yeah. It's selfless to be a good friend. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, All right, Kevin. All right. <laughs> I agree. I, will never, I don't ever want to get married during football season because of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, last question. Out West, USC is 3-0 and and rolling. Do you think Caleb Williams is the early front runner to win the Heisman right now? I don't think he's the front runner. I think he's in the group of front running, which is Stroud, and Caleb Williams and Bryce, I think because Bryce won it last year, he's kind of not getting the fairest of shakes. Yeah, can you win too? Oh yeah, of course, absolutely. And so, but he's still third in odds right now. Uh, USC doesn't really—they don't play anybody that yeah, great, no. honestly. And then they're also West Coast, which we don't get to see a lot of their stuff because it's so late. But USC as a as a team gets put on television in, in pretty prime spots. Front rider, no, but front running and he'll if they go undefeated, absolutely. If they lose a couple games, he's not gonna he's not gonna have a shot. Right. But you know, it'll be interesting if somebody else can kind of if Alabama gets beat, I think that's trouble for Bryce. But I mean, listen, I ain't trying to get too homery. We have the number one running we have the number leading rusher in the SEC. And he's not getting any luck at all. I haven't even heard of him. Rocket? Rocket Sanders? Yeah. Rocket? You ever heard of Rocket? I mean, I, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I've seen him, obviously, but I'm just saying I haven't heard anybody talk about That's him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, Turn yeah, his yeah. mic off. Yeah. He's the no. <laughs> best running back in the SEC. Leads almost everything. And so far, because he didn't get any preseason hype, yeah. it's hard to pop that. But if we're able to beat A&M, and if God... Oh. Just blesses me with the Alabama victory. Him and KJ both, because KJ's killing it too. All right, that's Tittle Tattle. Let's go out of the Tittle Tattle now. The stupidest name ever is the Tittle Tattle with kickoff. All right, around the room, one takeaway from the weekend. Eddie. Uh, yeah, I, I feel really bad for Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, Trey Lance gets hurt, and and they bring Jimmy G in, and it's like everyone's just like, oh man, you know, our starter got hurt, and we're doing. But Jimmy Garoppolo is, I mean, what? How awesome for the 49ers to have him still there. I think most of the team still wanted him to start because yeah. they, they had to go and convince the locker room to give Trey Lance a chance. I understand. Which rhymes, which is yep. good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trey Lance a you chance. You see how happy they were when he scored that? Dude, they uh, were yeah. they were all on him. It's yeah. awesome. It's just like, you know, he's 33 and 14, I believe, when he starts. Like, let's give the dude some credit. Here he is. He got the win this week, and I'm so happy for him. I'm a big Jimmy G fan just because nobody, the staff doesn't believe in him. He gets tossed around in the league. Like, I love that he start, he's now the starting quarterback for the 49ers. Let me blow my whistle. <laughs> I don't think the staff doesn't believe in him. I think upper, we'll call it upper management. Yeah. I think they drafted him in the top five picks, and now he's got to play. Mm-hmm. I think that's, and and you saw the Vegas odds actually get better for San Francisco to yes, win the Super Bowl. Once, exactly. Oh, did they really? Yeah, once Garoppolo was a starter. Wow. Also, they're fortunate that Garoppolo is healed from his injury because he could he couldn't play in the preseason ball because he wasn't ready. Yeah. He couldn't get traded because he wasn't ready. So it's pretty cool to see him come out and play well. I don't know him. I don't know anybody who knows him. I don't know if he's a good dude or not. Oh, but, I don't mean personally. But in my I head just, and heart, like I'm rooting for him. Me now. too, man. Oh, yeah. And I drafted Trey Lance in fantasy way earlier than I should have as my backup quarterback. And I was like, oh crap. But I guess still the Disney movie part of me is like, let's go, Jimmy G. You can do That's it. What I'm saying. We're gonna make a we're gonna make a movie out of this. <laughs> yes. Uh Kevin, one takeaway. My biggest takeaway was my uh thankfulness for NFL Red Zone. Watching all these comebacks after that Patriot game ended, 
And I just saw, you know, the Dolphins coming back, the Jets coming back, all going on at the same time on one TV. And shout out to Scott Hans and NFL Network for just putting it all on display. And it was a beautiful thing to see. My takeaway is going to be that I'm rooting for the Lions. I'm just rooting for the Lions. I knew I kind of liked the Lions. I knew I kind of liked the coach. I knew I kind of liked Goff just because he's kind of been discarded. But I'm just rooting for the Lions, you know, and they had uh, the, the video after the game where Dan Skipper, he got cut this season on um, Hard Knocks. He's been in the league six years, never made a team. They had put him back on the practice squad. They had to pull him off the practice squad because they've had so many injuries in their offensive line. And he plays guard, which he's never played until the game yesterday. Never started a game. And he played really well. Then afterward, Campbell was like, Skipper, this is our guy. Six years, he started, played excellent. And the whole locker room was going, skip, skip, skip. Yeah. <laughs> and Skipper's about to start crying. And then they sent Skipper out to the press first to talk. That's cool. And it was it's just amazing. I, like, I, I like what they're doing there. Man, if Hollywood's not taking notes right now, like now's the time to start writing scripts. I also yeah. like it because he played for Arkansas. But anyway. <laughs> okay, oh, well, there you go. Skipper oh, player. There you go. <laughs> no, it's not, but it's, you know it's a great story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just didn't want to lead with that because you knew I would be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm also, I'm just rooting for the Lions. Uh, they look good. Amon St. Brown? Oh, amazing. Good. That dude's playing out of his mind. Out of his mind. So I'm rooting for the you Lions. You have them on fantasy? Both teams. Yeah, I'm course. in two teams. I, have them on both. I drafted them er- earlier than normal because Goff said that's his guy. And I was like, I watch Hard Knocks, and that's Goff's guy. I'm going to take him the fourth round. And do, I did, and he's awesome. Do the Lions blow it? Do, do they blow it? Are they going to blow it? Because, I mean, What's yes. blowing they have it, to blow? Yeah, there's a lot. Like, what's, what's the... <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you look at him now, and you're like, okay, it's a, I mean, you root for him because it's promising. Like, do they make the playoffs? The commanders make- aren't terrible either. No, so that's, that's not true. Act- they that's didn't, true. It's not like they beat the Jets. Yeah, that's true. I'm just, I'm just saying. What's blowing it? Eight wins, nine wins, six wins, four wins? I would say blowing it would be six wins. Oh, it's right around there. Yeah, I would, it, yeah. It's probably where the line is, actually. <laughs> I yeah, think. I don't remember what the line was, but I think they can win eight or nine. I think I picked them to win nine. Mm-hmm. If they win, only win five games, I think that is probably them not feeling like they reached their potential. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, they're... And, yeah, I just, I'm rooting for him. Dan yeah. Campbell's awesome. Yeah, I mean, he would not like me at all because I'm a wimp, but <laughs> he's awesome. All right, that's our one takeaway from the weekend. Appreciate that. Now, let me tell you this. As long as we're talking about DraftKings here, I'm going to recap my parlay. Georgia minus 24.5. Oklahoma minus 11. Alabama minus 49.5. Texas minus 12.5. I bet 100 bucks. I won 1,300 bucks. It's crazy. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Amazing, dude. I'm 15 and 0 on the season. I'm proud to know you. You need a crown. I, I, uh, just, I'm just nervous. And now I'm like, okay, how do I keep it going? Yeah. <laughs> but I can't think like that because yeah, I never yeah. thought. Oh, I did a four game, so I would not lose, but really test it. I was like, I'm going to do four. I was about to do a five. And my, the other one that I had written down was Vandy plus three. That would have won two. Oh, man. oh my gosh. That would have been awesome. Because I bet that. And Eddie asked me while we were away. He goes, why do you always bet Vandy? <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the teams, why do you bet Vandy? Because uh, I, I like the coach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's changing the culture. You, know? you met the coach. All right. So 25 Whistles, this podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. And action it was. I mean, it's it was just amazing to watch everybody sending me their wins. Listeners that don't have the DraftKings Sportsbook app can download it now and get in on the action with the 25 Whistles parlay on DraftKings Sportsbook, which hopefully we'll do again next week. If you want to take the 25 Whistles Parlay, you can check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users 
Use the code Bobby Sports when you download the app. 21 and up, most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line, 800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Okay. Now, are you feeling nervous now with your next parlays? And I know you don't crack under pressure. I don't. No, That's I'm not, not really I'm your not feeling style. nervous because if I lose... 15 and 1, baby. Yeah. That's yeah, that's true. also I mean, great. That's a great number. Great yeah, record. Yeah. All right. Let's go around the league. Here we go. Chargers and Chiefs. We saw that one on Thursday night. You just hope that the torn rib cartilage, the crack, whatever they're diagnosing him, they're not saying rib with Herbert. They're saying rib cartilage, which is. That's I did, the I, meat between your ribs? Which I didn't know you could, yeah. like, crack. That. Cartilage. I think you tear cartilage. But anyway, you hope Herbert's able to play because the Chargers are really good. Yes. And they should have won that game. Yes. And we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but that interception wasn't fully on Herbert. He was gassed, and he was like, take me out of the game. And then he was tired, and he didn't commit to the route. Really good game. Great game. Great game. Um, Moving on, Patriots and Steelers. Thought from the game is that uh, Trubisky wasn't very good. (laughs) No. <laughs> that he, he, Trubisky was Trubisky. Fans he, were calling for Pickett. He struggled. They were. Yeah. They were yelling for Kenny, Kenny Pickett, Kenny. which I think my over-under is not going to hit. Yeah. Another bad two games, yeah. they'll probably play him if he's ready to go. Yeah. Uh, so Steelers lose. Uh, Trubisky does not play well. Patriots do get a win, though. Yeah. Uh, Jets and Browns, we talked about that. The Jets with a – oh, wait, let's, do the, let's do the – there you go. <laughs> I got to figure this out. I yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Jets and Browns, a crazy comeback, and you saw – you saw an old quarterback and a brand new wide receiver play pretty well. Mm-hmm. Which rookie receiver had over 100 yards, boys and girls? Gary. Who was that? Which? Who, who, that, yeah, oh, yeah, Garrett Wilson, right? Yeah, that's right. Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wanted to commit. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yes, yeah, so it, it was a good, good win for the Jets. Good, good win for New York because they did pretty well as a as a group yesterday. Those two teams. Uh, Giants and Panthers, which I'll get to. Uh, Giants 19, Panthers 16. I don't know. I don't know what to say about this, except it was two teams that didn't really look like they deserved to play in that league. They should be like relegated down <laughs> yeah, a league. For sure. Um, what, do you, what do you want to say about that, Kevin? Uh, I just want to say it looked like two teams that neither of them wanted to win. So, you know, you have the win. No, you can have the win. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the hot potato of the win. Yeah, exactly. Giants are 2 0, though. I know. So say what you will. Uh. The Giants are 2 0. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the Bucks and the Saints. First time the Bucks beat the Saints in a long time, yeah. right? In the regular season, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the whole deal was Brady was pissed at everybody early. Never really fell in love with them, but the fight was pretty interesting to watch. Yeah, Evans well, now and Lattimore. Yeah, now they're investigating Arians and why he was on the sideline to begin yeah, with. Yeah, well, what's he doing? Yeah, well, he's wondering. still – hold on. He's still – he says he retired, but then he was hired right after that to be, like, mm. consultant to the team. It's like uh, – what's that uh, winning time? You know, when, like, Jerry West keeps coming back oh, yeah. and forces himself on the plane. Like, it's like that, dude. You're done. Don't show up in your Hawaiian shirt and act like you're all retired, cigar in your mouth. Like, no, they no, probably no. wanted him down there. <laughs> yeah. I think it's so funny to see him on the sideline. And he was chirping, too. You see him sick. And he, uh, and he Mike said Evans. Mike Evans. <laughs> yeah. They had it. Yeah, he did. And then Evans goes over and boom. Now, and then the ref's like, he goes, that's Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that okay. to Tom. What? It, but that, he did. But, but that, has no, that has no weight to it. Like, you still can't do that. But – 
you can and you have to. If somebody is, I, I agree with that. If somebody's on your quarterback and you feel like it's unjust or even just depending on the situation, you got to go stick up for your dude. And especially if it's Tom Brady, because you want him to throw you the ball. No, I get it, but arguing that to the ref is not going to be. I don't think he was arguing right. as right. much as like he was like. Sorry, man, that's Tom Brady. Yeah. He's like, what do you want me to do? Man? Yeah, he's like, I had to do it. That's funny. And so he'll probably get a game or two, yeah. I would think. And yeah. then Lattimore will probably get a game as well. Yeah, they hate each other. Well, then Arians should get a game or two, too. Arians will probably get taken off the sidelines. Okay. <laughs> that's, that, that's what'll happen there. Jaguars 24, Colts 0. I don't know. Do the Colts, are they the worst team I've ever seen in my life, which, who I thought was going to be pretty good? Yeah. Their offensive line is struggling. Matt Ryan has no time to throw. When he does, he's not throwing well. The Jaguars, I mean, they passed the ball pretty well yesterday. Probably because their run game opened it up so right. well, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so Jaguars win 24 over the Colts in a division where everybody's like, well, Colts should run away with this. But they're 0-2, yeah. and they're not running away with it. Yeah. They're backpedaling quickly into the depths. I do expect them to get better, though. I think it's another one of the situations where they're trying to patch it together for later, like we talked about with the, the Bengals. Mm -hmm. Dolphins 42, Ravens 38. We talked about that. One of the great comebacks of, I'd say, this season, but season's only two weeks. But yeah, still. right, true. But, but it is. I mean, but that does work. But still. Cowboys 20, Bengals 17. Thank goodness. Love it. I bet, I told Eddie before the game, I, t I bet Dallas plus seven and a half. Okay. And I bet Dallas money line. And then I bet Dallas in game plus four and a half. And it was amazing. Damn. I just believed. Nah, I just hoped. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. You didn't really believe. What do you want to say about your team, Eddie? Man, I'm so proud of them. I, I'm just, thank God for giving us Micah Parsons. I think he's a game changer for the Cowboys. And in this time of terrible, terrible uh, season with Dak out and, you know, us struggling with our receivers and everything, Micah Parsons is helping us get through it. The defense was amazing. And then, hey, Cooper, Cooper Rush, dude, keep doing what you're doing. Very Trent Dilfer like. Yeah. Like, play pretty good. Yeah. But it's always got to play if your defense can play like that. We'll take it. Like, Rush didn't do anything to lose the game, which is almost all you need him to do. Tony Pollard, what's up, buddy? You'd be, listen. Yeah, they need to switch those two, I think. And they're switching out every series, it seemed like, right. full, mm -hmm. like full on. Even when Pollard caught that pass and he, they said he was out at the one after like a 40-yard yeah, they still put Pollard back in for the goal line carry. So I think and I'm just so committed. glad he deserved that score. Yeah, sure. I mean, I've I mean, I think you do the all the leg work to get there. It's your touchdown. Yeah, unless you're tired. Well, I get unless it. Yeah, it's one. It's one yard. You but can I, do I it. was pretty pumped. That's pretty pumped <laughs> for the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, pretty, dude, pretty me too. For me. Broncos 16, Texans nine. Broncos are not looking like I thought the Broncos would look, and they're making a lot of coaching blunders early on too. So that's the battle of two teams that. You're just like, all right, do both of you suck? The Texans probably, but they won. They beat the Colts last week, but the Colts also yeah. suck Yeah. so far. What you, were your takeaway in that game? The, I'm still, I'm trying to be patient with the Broncos, just like with the Bengals we were talking about. I don't know if they're trying to figure it out, but Wilson does not look good at all. He does all. not look good. But again, if you're not getting time. But and, that, and their time management, the clock again. That's what I'm saying, the coaching stuff. Yeah, that, that's, just, that's on the coaching yeah. right there. <laughs> Cardinals 29, Raiders 23. They were popping bottles in Vegas. Oh, gosh. Yes. I saw that. It was like 23-7. <laughs> Just a little and premature. Then they, then they lost. I couldn't believe Renfro was the one to fumble it twice. Yeah. That was crazy. That was a good game, though. 
Last night, Packers 27, Bears 10. It almost Ugh. was a game. Yeah. It was almost right. a game. And that ball probably crossed the goal line, but they, you could literally couldn't see it, and they've I already know. established that rule and precedent. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Rodgers owned Chicago yet again. <laughs> Niners 27, Seahawks 7. Uh, it was cool to see Jimmy G. Yeah. Actually win You hate the game. to see an injury. I mean, you yeah. hate it, but love seeing Jimmy G win that game. And Rams 31, Falcons 27. This is one of those games that almost was like the other games. Yeah. It was out. The Rams had won the game. Oh, they haven't. <laughs> oh, crap. And, they, and and the Falcons had a shot at the end. Mm-hmm. And I like Mariota. He's playing He's playing pretty good. He's playing pretty good. All right, there you go. That's that's the list of your NFL scores. Hey, Eddie, what was the deal with your bet of the week? No, Did I think you? we're out of time, right? No, no what was, was it? No, no, Are we no, done? No, no, Did no, your no, bet no, your car no. bet of the week. What was it? Yeah, I walked to work today because I bet the uh, – the Steelers plus two, and they're playing the Patriots, mm-hmm. and they lost uh, mm-hmm. by three, three points. Mm-hmm. Just checking in on that. Thanks, dude. You should Appreciate give your car it. to me. For hey, that can I borrow your car for the next couple? <laughs> sure, weeks? buddy. Sorry. Right. Sure. <laughs> uh, as far as NCAA, there there wasn't a lot of games that actually were close and mattered. Uh, Oklahoma killed Nebraska, and I think a lot of people wondered if Nebraska would come out and play for their new assistant coach that they love, and uh, they didn't. It's not possible. And then they fired their defensive coordinator. Yeah. Right yeah, after see, the game. it got worse. Yeah. <laughs> So Oklahoma, that that's another guy, Gabriel, who's in the Heisman race yeah. now, quarterback at Oklahoma. Um, BYU and Oregon wasn't much of a game either. That was a shocker to me. I yeah. think they're just worn out from last week, maybe against Baylor. Oregon play, Oregon played really well. Yeah, the, I guess the one game that was close uh, in two ranked teams was A and M and Miami, and it was a touchdown game. And A and M changed up the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and so you know it's the kid from LSU last mm-hmm. year who's now starting and in, and. In, uh, College Station for Texas A&M. They win 17-9 to over Miami. I think he'll be a lot better this week against Arkansas. Second start's always when it starts to slow down for you a little bit, although he started at LSU before. But Texas A&M wins after that Appalachian State loss. Yeah. How about App State's Hail Mary? Oh, my gosh, that game. To win the game. Hail Mary. They throw it. It's short of the goal line, but tip. The guy catches on the backside and runs around. <laughs> Crazy. Unbelievable. I saw the rankings come out. Did, did App State get put in the top 25? No, they did not. They didn't? They did not. I, looked, I never looked down that far if Arkansas was at 10. I looked down <laughs> that far. stop at 10? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> are they done? <laughs> Turn no, it off. The reason I went down that far is to look for App State, and they were not on there. Okay. We're going to go now, because I think we're good, right? We're going to go, Mike, to the DDP interview. Yep. I was a huge wrestling fan as a kid up until my teenage years, and Diamond Dallas Page was one of the guys that I watched in WCW, and then when WWE bought him, and He's in the Hall of Fame. and I mean, he's 65. He does not look like a 65-year-old or 66. He is physically a beast still. And not big and bulky, but like tall, lean, mm-hmm. strong. So this is Diamond Dallas Page. I hope you enjoy. He's 6'5", 6'6". He oh. talks about how he got into wrestling late in life. Beast. Just a really fun interview for me. So enjoy this interview with Diamond Dallas Page. 25 whistles. I'm a big fan. I, I appreciate oh, you coming. You. Yeah, I was, you. you know, really. Like, I I guess for me, stopped being a super dedicated wrestling fan after you were done. So I got to really experience, like, you and your prime. And <laughs> was was just a big fan of your work as a wrestler. Thank you so, so much. I'm geeking out for a second because I'll get to some <laughs> other stuff. But you should know that doing this, like, just a massive fan. Well, thank you, man. I, I, you, know, you know, like my Angelou said, you know, they may not remember your name or what you did. Avery will always remember the way they made you feel. Well, that's how I remember. That's how, boom, that's how I feel. <laughs> Doing the diamond in the air. What do your friends call you? Like, what's your name? What's your well, name? Well, my, my original name was Paige Joseph Falkenberg. 
I knew that was never going to draw any money in the world of professional <laughs> wrestling. And I was a big Dallas Cowboy fan growing up as a kid. Uh, you know, the Landry era, Sawbuck, all that stuff coming up through that. And uh, um, I liked the name Dallas. And when I tried to wrestle when I was 23, it didn't work out for me. I had three matches. I hurt my knee. And uh, it was the same knee I hit by a car when I was 12, which changed my life because I was like a football fanatic. I was going to be playing in my mind you know, uh, defensive end for the Dallas Cowboys. But I walked out in front of that car and hit my right knee. My face bounced off the hood, and I flew 42 feet. At 12? At 12. How'd you not die? What, what, I don't know. What luckily happened? God. <laughs> God. Uh, I woke up in snow because it was snowing. I woke up, and they, they wanted to get me to the hospital right away. The ambulance never came. This is 1968. And you remember this, though? It's not like you didn't I remember and- that. I remember waking up. Mm-hmm. And seeing a woman go, oh, my God, look at his face. My nose was out the ear. Blood, I red eyes. The, the thing, you know, I always say that what looks like the worst thing that ever happened to you can be the best. Now, they took football away from him, which crushed me. But the only thing that was left was baseball and basketball. And I sucked at both, you know. But baseball, you got to have at least someone to throw. Basketball, you can do all by yourself. And I made the team in eighth grade. I sat on the bench and I swore that would never happen again. And what I learned by playing every day, all day, becoming one of the best on the Jersey Shore, uh, I learned that work ethic equals results. Were you, you know? a big kid? How tall are you now? Like what's your- 6'4". 6'4", 230 right now. And when I wrestled, I was like 255. When you were uh, eighth, ninth grade, though, how big were you? 6'3". Wow. So you, yeah. grew, you grew quick. Yeah, I was skinny. I mean, I'm talking about 140 pounds. At 6'3", I was all bows. Um, but in, in sixth grade, I just made the weight because I was so, I was skinny, but I was light. In seventh grade, I just made the weight to play Pop, Pop Warner. But by eighth grade, came around ninth grade, you know, I started growing. Six, I was 6'4", by the time I was in, a freshman and. We, uh, you know, we, we went undefeated my freshman year. My sophomore year, three of us went up to varsity. So it was like three from that undefeated team. And uh, it, it was it was a great run. And again, it, it taught me. Like in, inside this Hall of Fame ring, WWE Hall of Fame ring, inside it, it says work ethic equals dreams, explanation point, DDP. So when you finish high school, do you try to play ball anywhere? Um, you know, here's the thing about high school. Like, I... I I was reading at a third grade level at the age of 30. Yeah, I read that in your 30s you, <clears throat> that you couldn't read that of like a, a sixth, seventh grader. Yeah. Where, why did that happen? Did well, ADD. I didn't know about ADD and dyslexia then. You know, I didn't know until I was in my early 30s when my first wife, Kimberly, who's still one of my closest friends and one of my business partners, uh, she's like, oh, my God, you're dyslexic. And go back to things like, some people call me Paige that I grew up with, but they all know when we go out, they call me Dallas. Why? Because it's branding, right? And then people go, oh, I want to call him Paige. And I'm like, no, because it confuses other people. So maybe I go by Dallas or Diamond or Dally or Diamond D or whatever. So I go by any of those. But, you know, back to Kim saying, oh, my God, you're dyslexic. I go, what's that? And I literally started, you know, just taking the moments that would take forever to read to try to create repetition because, you know, more reps you get, the better you get. But it was so hard for me until I was 47, and then I was at the uh, Eris Learning Center in L.A., in Culver City, and a woman who was 85 years old that a buddy of mine who had dyslexia had been, five years before that, she had worked with him. 
She's 85. And she worked with me every Tuesday and every Thursday. And she said I took home more homework than anybody ever. And that's where it so really started. So you're putting that work ethic into your learning, too. I had to because now is the time. Now is acting and all that. I wanted to get better. I just didn't want to be able to read. And I'm still not great at it, but I'm pretty good. You know, I can get away. I, I, I got everything. My wife... Paige, she reads. Your wife's name is Paige? Yeah. <laughs> she changed her name to Paige? Yeah, so now not she's, really her name. <laughs> Paige Paige now. Yeah. But hey, her, her, nick, her nickname, her maiden name, McMahon. Really? That's funny. <laughs> no, no relation. That's funny. Did, no what, really. what kind of dyslexia did you have? Um, or do you, know, you have that, still? I, I, no, I, it's still, it's still yeah. part of what I, you know, if I have to really focus, you know, and really like dial in and not hear anybody, if I'm listening to classical music, I can read really well. You know, I'm not going to be listening to country and singing a song I'm trying to read. You know, some she can do that. Um, but it's it was a challenge. And once you're, you know, you're born like that. But think, I'm going to give you a list of guys who are dyslexic. Um, Jay Leno, uh, Tom Cruise, Muhammad Ali. You know, you figure out ways around it. And eventually, like, I got with a teacher and she gave me all these little muscle games like brain games to figure stuff out and then she gave me different exercises every school should because there's so many kids that are dyslexic and ADD and ADHD that they they should have these you know, this this type of teaching in every school but now they have it in certain schools and they charge a fortune for it I was reading a book where they were talking about like you listed people that are very famous and successful now that had that still have but had learning disabilities as a kid whenever the learning disabilities weren't known yet. So they right. they weren't able to get them fixed, but they had to they they became so talented at other things because they were having to work around it. Right. You know, so since you know they could some of them had dyslexia since they couldn't read, they had to learn how to read people better. They had to learn you know, how to make deals and communicate in a right. more effective way. What do you think your skill was that you developed? Instead of because you had to somehow compensate for well, the ability did, to read. Well, I cheated. <laughs> Became an expert cheater. I had people write my stuff for me, and I learned quid pro quo as a child. <laughs> you know, I'll help you, you help me. Right. And um, it really became part of my DNA when I heard Zig Ziglar say, "You can get whatever you want as long as you help enough people get what they want," and that's my life. And uh, a lot of people would help me, you know, and I would help them. So uh, I also learned to adapt that we both had very young moms. Uh, by the time I was three years old, my mom was married, divorced, and had three kids. She was 19. Mm. And when my parents split up, my brother and sister went with my mom, who had to give them to my grandmother. And she had to move up to North Jersey, make more money. I went to live with my dad. My dad back then, he couldn't even spell the word father, let alone be one. So this is another thing that looks like the worst thing, where people get really mad you know, they hold it in their childhood. I bounce around from one family to another like a pinball. A lot of people will be really carry that anger. I don't because, you know, I believe that holding on to the anger or the hate or the negativity is like me swallowing poison and expecting the other person to die. And I figured that out as time went on. But the really positive side about bouncing around from one family to another became incredibly adaptable. Yeah, I think that's a skill that I have too. I, I, like I, I literally can find something to bond or relate to with anybody. I've just, <laughs> right, I've been right. through so much in so many places that it doesn't matter. Like we got something in common, right. you know, at, at all times. So you finish high school. When does, 
because you're obviously a, a large, a tall guy and you're athletic. When does wrestling even come into your mind as it can be something that you do? Oh, as a, as a 10 year old kid, it came into my mind, but you're, you're just dreaming, you know? But then when I became 17, it became more. And then by the time I was 23, I was with a buddy of mine named John Chipley and he'd gone to see a wrestling show and Gorilla Monsoon was there. And when he left, he, he was the main event. He just left with all the people. He grabbed his bag. This is at Asbury uh, Convention Center in New Jersey. And we just went and pestered the hell out of him like any other Mark would do. And uh, he gave us a name. And we went up and started training with him. But I could only do it most two times a week. What you was really, your job at the time? Oh, been nightclub business. I was 17. So uh, nightclubs was like a bounce, bartend, met, you know, by, by the time... When I hurt my knee from wrestling, I had three matches. I mean, I was I was horrible. <laughs> but, you know, I had a look. Back, even back then with a the long blonde hair. And, you know, back then I was about 240 or whatever. So I had the size and the look. And a lot of guys weren't that tall. It was really surprising to me. Um, but I got a chance. A doc, doctor told me, take off a month. You know, let the knee rest. And I thought, well, I got an opportunity here to run this little rock and roll joint. And... And I just got swept away by the bru the booze, the broads, and the party, you know. And it was the nightclub life till uh, I was running a huge club in Fort Myers, Florida, and Jake Roberts walks in my club. Which, I, not to completely jump off track because I want to get back to it, but when you mentioned earlier, help the people that you can, like I watched, when it came out, I watched the documentary you did with Jake. Oh. Like I, as soon as, the day it came out, like I, right. I, wow. I watched it. And awesome and really sad. Yes. I mean, both at the same time, like they were just walking together. And I I was a big Jake the Snake fan as a kid. <sighs> me too, bro. <laughs> He's what, Jake's what made me, I was, flick, I, here's what happened. When, when wrestling blew up in the 80s with WrestleMania, I was so mad at me. And I don't get mad at me. I just fixed up. But this is something I created. I walked away from it. It blew up. I knew I was going to, I should have been a part of that. So I stopped watching wrestling completely. Because if you don't watch, it doesn't hurt as bad. And then one day I'm flicking the channels and I see Jesse Ventura with this Bowen, crazy sunglasses and do-rag. And he, I thought he was so cool. He's talking to Gorilla. That's what stopped me moving the channels. Because remember, you moved them like this back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You became the channel changer for your grandpa, <laughs> your dad. Um, so uh, first guy to come through the curtain. Got a bag over his shoulder. Got that Fu Manchu, that long black hair. I'm like, who is this cat? And then I watch his work in the ring. Now, remember, wrestling, and I want to spoil this for anybody, it's predetermined. <laughs> but, <laughs> but back then, it wasn't like known by the masses. Vince McMahon didn't come out about that yet. So I call up my buddy Shipley, who had already done, because he kept wrestling after I took I took down. And it was, he never got to any fame, but he got to wrestle quite a bit. And I called him and I said, bro, I just saw this guy, Jake the Snake Roberts, on. Did I miss something? Is some of the part of this, is some of this real? He goes, don't be a mark. He goes, of course not. I go, man, I can't see through his stuff. And then I heard him pro do a cut of promo. I was like, this guy's amazing. So he, it's funny how life works, and now you guys are <laughs> Crazy. as tight as can be, but he's the one that kind of re-inspired you to get back into wrestling? Well, he came in my club, and <laughs> that's a funny scene. You know, I, I saw him on the monitor, and I wasn't sure if it was him. 
but I thought it could be. So I ran around the outside of the club, got to the front door. Johnny, did a guy walk in here like Jake the Snake Roberts? Yeah. Everybody thinks it's him. So I run in there like the biggest mark, right? I see him and I slow down. You know, <laughs> gotta can't be fanboyed on Jake Roberts, right? So I, I roll over to him. I'm like, hey man, you Jake the Snake Roberts? Who wants to know? I said, the guy who runs this place. He goes, yes. What can I do for you? So what are we drinking? So we got phew, pie-eyed that night, you know, and he wanted to keep going. And I knew where he wanted to go to Snowland, you know, and I'd, I'd given all that stuff up by that time. At the time, I was 31 years old. And uh, he, of course, he didn't pay for a drink. And he would tell the other guys about it. If you worked Miami one night and Tampa the next, that's 300 miles. Fort Myers right in the middle. So it became like a place. And Ted DiBiase came in, the Bushwhackers, all these guys. And so one night, I'm looking at the... At the uh, the video wall, it club clubs close, and and I see um, Captain Lou Albano with Cindy Lauper, and girls just want to have fun. And that night, I just looked at that thing, and I was like, "Man, rock and wrestling! I should have been a part of that." Like I'm talking to myself, and you know, my buddy Smokey heard me say it when we were coming in. We we're counting the money, and it just that was a night like Diamond Dallas Page was born in my brain, never thinking it could turn into anything. But that was the beginning of it. The diamond exchange. I'd have diamond dolls walk me to the ring because I thought I was too old to be a wrestler at 31. You know, so it was just a fantasy, but it was the beginning. That's how the ideas start, you know. So were you able to talk with those guys who maybe had formed a relationship with a couple of them to have knowledge on how to meet the right people, train the right way to get a look? You know, they're all going to tell you the same thing that I would tell somebody. Unless you can't breathe without it, Forget it, because it's the hardest thing ever to get into. Unless you look like Goldberg, you know. Uh, if you're a regular dude, and look at a guy like Ray Mysterio. Would you ever think like his? I just watched his biography on on WWE. Unbelievable. Ray is one of the coolest, greatest athletes, greatest human beings I've ever met. But there is no way he ever thought he'd have a Hall of Fame career like he has. Eddie with Guerrero, a size, with a size, right? right, being that small. Yeah, but the athleticism, he changed the game, you know. So for me, I ended up making a tape because of a series of events. And I sent a tape with me, and I made three guys wrestlers. One guy called Big Bad John. They're all bouncers for me. <laughs> One guy called Rock Hard Rick. And the other guy called, he was, a, he was a little person. I called him Teddy Bear. And he came out with the Diamond Dolls. And I make this tape, Bobby. And I sent it not to WWE or WCW. I sent it to AWA, who was, you know, American Wrestling Association in the Midwest. They were losing all their talent, the Vince and Ted. Two weeks later, I get a call. And uh, it's Diamond Dallas Page there. I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, this is um, Rob Russell from the AWA. Uh, we, we, we like your stuff. We want to bring you and your boys in for a uh, tryout. Uh, yeah, he goes, well, we got one question. Um, have you ever seen, no one's ever heard of you guys. Where are you working at? <laughs> uh, well, Rob, the truth is none of those guys can wrestle. What? Why would you send us the tape? Well, it's like a secret society. No one can figure out how to get in. And don't call us, we'll call you. And as, and this is to me, is like God's plan. You know, because I should have been there the first time, but probably way better I wasn't. 
because um, I had so many other lessons to learn. So uh, Paul, he dangerously, back then, today Paul Heyman, one of the biggest stars in WWE, as a manager spot, he left the AWA and went to TED. Now I get another call from the AWA. At WCW, TED at WCW. Or, yes, yeah. TED Turner's World yeah. Championship Wrestling. So it left a huge void for a young guy to get talk. Next thing you know, we're going to give you a tryout. Bring all those crazy clothes, a couple of those hot diamond dolls, and we're going to give you a shot. Next thing you know, I'm on ESPN, man. Wow. <laughs> you know, and making no money. You know, my next big break came from Florida Championship Wrestling. They made me a manager and a color commentator. Dusty Rhodes is in charge at the time. Without Dusty Rhodes, there is no Diamond Dallas Page because he taught me so much. And he brought me into the production end of it. So I would understand the interviewing and all the storytelling that went behind it. And we weren't making any money. I'm still running my nightclub, though. So I'm making good money because I'm not leaving my day job. Um, so I, he leaves, and I'm there for another two years. He went to WWF, and then they called him back to WCW to run the whole show. And because of that relationship, well, because of that relationship, uh, Next thing you know, I'm on WCW. That's it, crazy. Yeah, I tell people all the time, and you know this, because this is a business of who you know and who you, you know, who knows you, but what it really comes down to, and you understand this, it comes down to real relationships. It's not about who knows you. It's about who's willing to say they know you. Who's willing to pick up the phone and make a call for you? Who's willing to put their name on the line for you? That's what Dusty did for me. At the show, Ted Turner's World Championship Wrestling, and the crazy part, how I become a wrestler, is it took me four months to get a contract, and I finally got a contract. And going into my fifth month, I've got the fabulous Freebirds, future Hall of Famers. Scott Hall, who's the diamond stud back then, he's a two-time Hall of Famer. I'm I'm living, I'm living the dream. And then Magnum TA pulls me into his office. He says, Listen, Dusty asked me to do this because he can't do it. He said he loves what you're doing with the, you know. And, you know, the, the uh, color commentating, but we can't let you manage anymore. I go, why? What did I do wrong? He goes, well, you really didn't. It's, it's not your fault. I go, well, it's not my fault. We can fix it. He goes, not really. I go, why not? He goes, because it's you. It's the hair, the clothes, the bling, the wrap, the dolls. No one's paying attention to the boys out there. When you're out there, you're taking, it's not your fault. What we should have done is put you in a pair of tights and boots and see if you could do this. And I was crushed, you know. And again, what looks like the worst thing can happen to you can be the best. Now, the Freebirds, those guys were Michael PSAs and Jimmy Jam Garvin. They were like big brothers to me, even though they were younger. Well, Michael's younger than me. But they've been in the business for 15 years since they were kids. And they would rib me. Oh, my God. They would... I'll play joke, practical joke after practical joke on the rookie, right? Who finally made it there. That day, though, they were super empathetic. They were like, man, sorry, bro. Because I got to walk them to the ring for the last time. And I'm like, by this time, I've flipped. Like you said, adapt with dyslexia. I said, you know what? I'm not worried about it. And they're like, what do you mean? I go, I got seven months left on my contract. I'm going to learn how to be a professional wrestler. And they looked at each other. And bursted out laughing so hard <laughs> that Michael literally like couldn't like falls to the ground holding on to Jimmy laughing. 
I gave them both the year the number one sign and so I'll see you in the ring. And the greatest, one of the greatest moments of my life, that was in 91, in 96. I'm, you know, I have this vision, you know, you know, it, it, it's inside out. You have to see it, you know, before you believe it. A lot of people say, I'll believe it when I see it. No, you got to see it. Then you'll believe it. And you got to put the work in. It's not just going to happen. So I'm, I'm at that spot where I'm in a mid-card guy. And you know, I've worked my way up from the bottom of a bottom of the bottom. And I'm just like, I just need that one break. And one night they booked me with Sting on a nitro. Blonde Sting? Blonde Sting. Oh, my favorite. Before- That's my favorite Sting. <laughs> That's old school. That's my favorite Sting. Uh, he, he, I'll tell you what. Sting loved me. He loved my work ethic. He says, what do you want to do tonight? Like, this guy's the franchise. He's asking me. And I laid some stuff out. He goes, I like it. We went out there, tore it down. I come through the curtain. I got a standing ovation from the boys. Like, that never oh, back, happened. Back through the curtain. Back yeah, through back the curtain. The, the really amazing part was... <laughs> The next day, when I'd go home, I called it Humpty Dumpty Day. I'd get all the King's horses and all the King's men to try to put DDP back together again. Because I'm about to turn 40 at this point, And my run hasn't started yet. And uh, so I'm going to go see my chiropractor, applied kinesiologist, muscle, muscle relax, you know, therapy, uh, deep muscle tissue uh, therapy. I got to go home. I forgot something. And I'm so glad. I go home. I grab my stuff. I'm walking out the door. Answer machine picks up. Page, P.S. It's Michael P.S. Hayes. Now he's the writer at WWF at the time, now WWE. And he's Page, P.S. I'm like, Mike, hey, bro, man, I haven't talked to you in y'all, man. How you doing? Damn, somebody, mother. Mike, Mike, what's the matter? What's the matter? Page, you know how sometimes you call in the middle of the afternoon because you don't want to hear the person's voice? You want to leave them a message? I said, yeah, you want me to hang up so you can call back and leave a message? No, no. Paige, I got to be honest. Saw your match last night. We all did. I got to be honest. I have never been so happy to eat crow in all my life. Great job, kid. And he hung up on me. <laughs> so that that was your first big, big break. In that was my first moment that said, maybe this guy can really do this. This is January of 96. By the time end of 96 happens, I beat Eddie Guerrero because he, I'm not supposed to beat him in Halloween Havoc. We have an unbelievable match. He tears something in his rib in his, and he kept going. During the match? During the match. Is that communicated to you? Not till the end when I'm waiting for him to do something. I'm going to pick him up. He goes, diamond cutter. I go, no, a diamond cutter. Like, I'm not going to argue with you, you know, but you're supposed to win in this match. It was a really big win for me. And I'm still a bad guy, and that, but I'm still not getting the break, and I'm ready to ask for my release. And that's when I come up with the NWO, me and the NWO, because I had real relationships. Scott Hall, talk about helping people. He was in Germany. He came back. He's just big Scott Hall back then. He sees me managing the Freebirds. He calls me up. He says, D, you, I would love to be that idea you had called the diamond stud. So I said, okay. I said, let me see if I can get them to go for it. So I call up Magnum TA and I ask him, you know, what, you know, about Scott. I always like Scott. Let me ask Dusty. 
gets back on the phone. He goes, Dusty said he's going to pass. He really loves Scott, but he's had two tries and didn't get over. I said, what if I could change what he looks like? He goes, what do you mean? I go, what if you don't recognize him? He said, well, let me think about that. So I call Scott up. I go, you gotta, we got to change your look. got to dye your hair, dye your hair jet black, you know, um, much, uh, not much, but um, honky-tonk. The only one got really like that blue-black hair back then, right? Everybody's got blonde hair or brown hair. And I said, we change your hair to black hair like that. Okay, okay. I, then I'm watching MTV later that night. I see George Michael, and he's got the, the, uh, the uh, 5 o'clock shadow. And uh, I'm like, oh, my God, that's Scott. So I call him up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Dally, what are you doing? My wife's pregnant. I go, dude, you got to get rid of that mustache. What? I've had it since I was 15. I go, that's another reason why you got to get rid of that mustache. <laughs> well, he showed up at my at place where I was staying because I had just moved up there eight months, nine months ago. And uh, he looked like a movie star, man. But he didn't do the jet black hair, so I took him, got that done by a girl, dyed his hair. I brought him to TV. No one recognized. We're going to pause this interview for a second to talk about DraftKings. The NFL action's in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, big, big, big wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team and to, you bet them to win, and you get $200 in free bets if they do. And that sounds awesome. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code BOBBYSPORTS to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's the code BOBBYSPORTS. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line 800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. All right, back to the interview with Diamond Dallas Page. What do you consider your your one match, your biggest match, it doesn't have to be your, your third championship. It doesn't have to be a championship yeah. match at all. What's your one match that you would like someone to see? If they're like, hey, show me what DDP is all about. Either the Goldberg match where I lost the world title or when I was the world champion, the Nitro match where I wrestled Sting and lost the title to him. So both losses. Yes, but they were great matches. Pull that microphone up a little bit. They they they, they, they were they they were great matches, especially, um, especially the uh, uh, Sting match is special. Sting match is special because you know you have 17, 15, 17 minutes. You know your time, and I knew how to do that, and I would get cues from the ref. So when we're going home, that means we're finishing up the match, right? So we're going home. Figure out about a minute left. And the ref buzzes me and he goes, D, five more minutes. Mm. Five more minutes? <laughs> so Sting's walking at me. I just grab him. I go, go outside. He's like, what? Now, he's thinking I'm, at the time, he knows me, but he's thinking, is he trying to take advantage of me? So to move him now is in a dance. It's like he's a brick. So you'll see me choke him there. And I go, we got five more minutes. And I chop the hell out of him. <laughs> <laughs> throw him in and it was everybody 
who was close to me would be. They would compare everything to that match. Was Goldberg stiff to work with? Because that's what I've heard, that he was so stiff. that he was just almost- I'll tell you what, he's a great athlete. Phenomenal Play football athlete. in Georgia. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I met Billy years before and said, you need to come and be with us. And it took him four years, but he wanted to play on his football dream, you know? And, uh, but he was so strong and so snug. You know, you had to give it back to him as hard as you could. Like, wrestling matches are worse than any fight I have ever been in, <laughs> even though we're trying not to hurt each other. You know, we go out there, and especially if it's your buddy, you can really lay it in, you know, because don't make it look weak, you know? Do you, do you go makes, harder on your friends than you do? Yeah, sometimes, you know, sometimes. Because you trust, because there's a trust. Yeah, they know I'm not going to hurt them, you know? And Billy, you know, he never wanted to hurt anybody, but to him, to Bill, it had to be real. And that's what got him so, I mean, there was a picture one time I saw in, USA Today, you know, I used to do the, uh, the, the cartoon thing, and it was a picture of Michael Jordan that they had taken off the wall and <laughs> sitting in the garbage, and Bill Goldberg's picture was going up there. I was like, oh, my God. But that's like wrestling is so, it changes, you know, the way people, the way people do things. Uh, look at the NFL. Was there ever... Was there ever any fireworks ever in the NFL before Nitro and Raw started kicking right. their ass on the ratings? They made, they changed. Next thing you know, we're hearing all these storylines about these players. You've got to care about the characters. And for people to care about sport entertainment, because, you know, it's still sports. It's athletics. But, you know, it's, it's predetermined. It's a story. I, I was being interviewed for Ready to Rumble. And everybody's being so cool. I'm in New York City, the big premiere's coming out. And there's this one guy I could just tell, you know, he don't respect what we do. So I asked him. I said, can I ask you a question? He said, sure. I said, you don't respect what we do, do you? He said, honestly? I said, honestly. He said, not really. I said, well, let me ask you a question. I said, uh, do you like Broadway? Of course. I go, what's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite play? It was Phantom of the Opera. I said, I don't want to spoil this for you, but. The guy doesn't really get burnt with the oil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I mean, the crew burst out laughing. And, and that's uh, not near as athletic. Yeah, he's not even right. understanding the sport. I, we're running out of time. I got a few questions. I want to talk about your yoga and your podcast. But just quick answers, because I know I would be here for three hours with you otherwise. <laughs> do you get to keep the belts once you win them? Yes. So do you have, do you have three world championship no, belts? No, you get to keep the first one. Okay, and then yeah, they just make another one? Yeah. Well, they're, they're always constantly making them. The only way you'll know the real big gold, WCW big gold, the top is bent. And I don't know how that thing ever got bent because it's bronze and gold plated. It's like, I don't know how it got bent, but <laughs> that's how you know the real one is. Do you ever? Did you ever run into fans and they were so over the top and so just out of their minds uh, enthusiastic that you're like, bro, chill out. Like, oh, we're, like we're, we're, kind of, we're, we're, act, we're actors and athletes, but I'm not actually going to kill this person. Uh, today, people look at me like their uncle that they loved, that, that, that they grew up with, that was there for them. That's how people treat me. And 
Uh, I do get people that are overzealous. Yeah, I can <laughs> still I, 25 years later, you know, you're, all, you're like, chill, dude. We're, we're just normal people here. Right. Yeah. Um, the documentary, I want you to talk about that for a second, because again, I watched it, the resurrection of uh, resurrection of Jake, the snake. And just from the human element, aside from the wrestling, like I was so moved by it. So what in, what inspired you to take this and actually, uh, want to take that message and take it public? Without Jake's guidance, Dusty was my business sense and my brother. Uh, Jake was, he's the first guy to ever believe in me. You know, I always tell people never underestimate the power someone gives you by believing in you. And he believed in me. And that is one of the greatest ever, you know, greatest psychologists ever that he believes in me. He thinks I can be a top guy and I don't see it yet. But eventually, like I said, you got to come from the inside out eventually. I did see it, and then I knew I was going to achieve it and get to that spot. But without Jake, I couldn't have been there. And I tried to help him so many times, but he just wouldn't listen. But that day that I called him and I sent him the disabled veteran, you've seen that video yeah. of the, uh, Arthur Borman. That video, I it's probably got a billion views on it between my stuff and everything. Um, I changed one guy's life. I inspired one guy. He's inspired millions and millions of people. So I sent that to Jake. That was like my proving ground. And Jake agreed. And I said, listen, you're over 300 pounds now. If you can lose 20 pounds, I will take care of everything. I will move you to Atlanta. I will take care of all your bills. I'll take care of everything. And we're going to rebrand you. Back then, Jake was making like 500 bucks a night. Now he makes 5,000. You know, he's living his best life at 67. Now, do we have a lot of hurdles along the way? Oh, yeah. yeah. But when we finally got to it, like the day we left, that the first day of filming, me and Steve you, he said, so what do you think? I said, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to have a real conversation with my buddy again. The fog, when you're booze, pills, coke, and crack, the fog on your brain, it takes years to lift. Today, me and Jake do a, a DDP snake pit, a podcast, and I love being there with him. We just went and saw Aerosmith. We flew into Boston just for the night. Our wife, him and our, he's back with his wife, Cheryl, from back in the Rick Rude days. You know, I mean, that to me is, that's God's work too. And I was going to mention that. It, it just the DDP Snake Pit podcast is you and Jake. I mean, it's, it all comes back. Yeah. It's, it's like circled twice. It's not even full circle. It's like circled <laughs> twice at this point. Right. I do want to mention Relentless because all that you're talking about is in relentless. I right. mean, it's you going, Hey, I've had people that have helped me. Let me see how many people I can help now. Yeah. And I think people should, should check out relentless. If they want to watch relentless, where do they go? Amazon prime. They're, they're both Amazon resurrection, Jake the snake and Amazon prime. I'll tell you one thing, Bobby, I'd love to come back and talk to you when it's ready to come out, but I've been filming and with my business partner, Steve, you, who is the greatest storyteller ever. Uh, he's the director of both of those, uh, uh, relentless and resurrection, Jake the snake. Uh, and the Arthur video, among others. But we started, we finished filming a month ago, Change or Die. It's a docu-series, right? Docu-series. Yeah. It's, it's going to be powerful. Is Buff Bagwell yes. involved in that? Yes, he is. Yeah, I've seen some stuff about that. Yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm a big fan. Like when I say I'm a big fan, I'm not lying. No, I can tell. Like I'm, I can I'm tell. A big, you are, you're knowledgeable. And you know I, about it. And I've seen, and, and we can end on this, I've seen you doing interviews about how yoga has changed your life. And I, and was it 
Atlanta or Florida? Where do you? Where are you doing yoga for the? Where, where did it start? Well, okay. Let me let me clear. See what see what that says. DDPY. Right, and then why am I branding it? D- Diamond Dallas Pages Yoga, DDP Yoga. I'm branding a DDPY now because I want people to understand it's not just yoga. Like maybe 25% yoga, but it was a hook in the beginning to get people to go, wait a minute, he's doing yoga? Mm-hmm. Just as a, like, what's the antithesis of a yogi? I don't know, a wrestler? You know, but the bottom line is, is that this is a fusion that is the fountain of youth. Like you see, I've been sitting here for 30 minutes with you. At any point in time, my flexibility, when I put my back out, was about here. Yeah. This is cold. Wow, you can you can, he's he's wow. putting his head under his I can't touch my feet my my, my ankles now and wow yeah it's quite so big you, it's hard, you gotta take it out okay now he's doing he's lifting his foot up to his hip and now he's doing a thing I've only seen girls doing yoga wow that's I mean that's flexible women I can't do that that's called core strength that's called I can never do that and I'm always jealous of the girls who can in yoga when I go so if anything this is yoga. For people who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga. And I used to feel like that because I was like, yoga, who goes to yoga? But then I would do some of these classes. And and how do people, because you can do your, you have like, I read like 70,000 subscribers. Yes. How would someone subscribe if they don't live? Where they anywhere, live? anywhere in the world. We have people all over the world and you can get it for free for seven days to try it. And the biggest thing I have on there, and it's the yellow brick road. It's called The List. If you pull up the app, the first thing that's going to come up is The List. And what's the app listed as, though? Because I'm seeing Diamond Dallas Page Fitness. I'm seeing Diamond Dallas Page Yoga. Um, if you if you just pull up on your on your app, um, I would tell go to ddpyoga.com. Got it. Or ddpy.com because that's where the best prices are. We have to raise the prices on iTunes because they gouge everybody. You know, <laughs> Amazon and, uh, and, uh, and iTunes, they gouge the people for what their price is. So we have to raise it. If you go to ddpy.com, you get seven days free, and you can get it for like 30% off of what the regular price is. I can't believe how flexible you are right now. I mean, Strong. I, that's unbelievable. How old are you now? I'll be 67. That is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. His foot was in the air. Not like, even just at your like your presentation, how you have, how you look. You're as fit as anybody that comes in here. Yeah. I can't believe you're 67. I can smoke anybody, and I mean anybody. Who's with the Titans? If they do my workout with me, they can't keep up with a close to sixty-seven-year-old cat. And if I was a player, played for any of the NFL, NBA, I don't care what. I got so many guys who do it in WWE and AEW. Like so, so many independent guys. I'll give the greatest example would be uh, um, AJ Styles. He's forty-five right now, wow. and if anybody's ever seen that cat work. He springs off the rope, flies 25 feet in the air, comes crashing down on cats. He is probably one of the toughest cats pound for pound on the planet. But he does my stuff five days a week so he can still live the dream. If I, I, if I was going to be in the NFL, knowing you're one injury away from your career's over, you know, unless you got the monster money like Dak or any of those guys who had the big money, they get hurt, they get to come back. The other guys, they get let go. And not only will let you get hurt so many times, I look at Jericho. When Jericho blew his back out at, at 41, they said his career was over. Three months with my program, he's back in the ring and headlined WrestleMania with Punk. And today he's 51. 
He just signed a, uh, another three-year multi, multi-million dollar deal. So if I do it, I can be a WWE champion. That's what I heard. <laughs> if I do it, oh, this is it. I just heard it. I'm thinking it. I'm dreaming it. I'm seeing it. Listen, Diamond or Paige, I don't know what to call you. Call me Dallas. Dallas. Big fan. I, I, we, we spent 45 minutes here. I could, well, again, I could, do, I could do two hours easily just talking, just, just chopping it up. Come back. I would love to. Come back. Uh, I'm a massive fan. You are extremely inspiring in your story and the way that you give back because of your story and the way that you move forward. So in all three, all three ways, from what you've done, what you're doing, and, and the way you're moving forward and helping others. So I'm, I'm very inspired by you. It's been an honor for me. You guys can follow on Instagram. It's Diamond Dallas Page. You're one, right. one of the greats. There's a reason you're in the Hall of Fame. And not yeah. at WWE, my heart. Hall of Fame, my heart, too. Yeah, you're in the Bobby, Hall of Fame. Let me just always add one last thing. Don't listen to a word I said about any of my program, what Bobby said. Just go on Facebook. Everybody's got Facebook. DDP Yoga, one word. It's not mine. It's a member site. There's over 74,000 people there, and you just won't believe the stories and the way that everybody helps everybody. That's, that's the strongest thing. It's the Zig Ziglar thing. You can get whatever you want as long as you help enough people get what they want. There he is. My hero and yours, Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> Thank you, brother. That's awesome, man. That's oh, that awesome. That's great. 25 whistles. All right, hope you loved the interview. I did. You can watch the video up on the YouTube channel. You have to watch it because you can see him put his foot up over his head. <laughs> it's really He's so flexible. Uh, next. <laughs> he really is. He does yoga. It's amazing. He does yoga. It's 66. He's like, <laughs> check it. In jeans. <laughs> in jeans, dude. It's crazy. In jeans. Uh, so on Friday's show, Rich Eisen will be on with us. Sports Center anchor, Rich Eisen show, NFL Network. So pretty pumped that Rich Eisen is going to be on on Friday's show. Other than that, Mikey, I think that's it. That is it. I think that's it. So let's go around the room here. Final thought as we play our song that sounds almost like Leonard Skinner. But, but it's isn't, not. But isn't. Complicated Man. Complicated Man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes. Uh, Eddie, final Man, thought. Man, you know my final thought. It's a great day today, and the rest of the week's great because the Cowboys <laughs> finally got a win. And I'm so happy, man. Yeah. And I got to watch it with my father-in-law who was in town. And when I got home, I got home right on time to watch the game. He says, we're really going to watch this crap? And he's a Cowboys fan. I said, yes. Let's just see Let's just see what happens. And after the first quarter, he's like, hey, we got a game. I'm so glad you turned this on. And sure enough, we got the win. So happy, Bones. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> That's cool, buddy. Yeah. I told Eddie, too, we're getting the early flight, and we're just going to act God, like we have to you, get home. You going to say that? Our wives aren't listening to this. They might. They won't. Okay. I said, we're getting the early flight. <laughs> And so we can get home for 3.30 games. Yeah. We're never going to address that publicly. We're going to act like it's the only flight there is. And so we got home. It worked out. And it worked out just fine. We got to watch the full game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We got home right in time. Final thought, go. kick off Kevin. My final thought is I'm going to change my team. Oh, he's changing his team. Yes. Oh. Have you? Have you? How much money are you in for? Just the one on okay. a, a collegiate team. Okay, who I'm, are you going? I'm going with Georgia. I'm yeah. switching from Bama. And Nobody going, has Georgia? No. I have Georgia. Oh, oh you can't, you can't change, dude. Can't change. Sorry. Mike, Mike you want to change? I do not. <laughs> I wouldn't either. You were going to change, huh? Yeah. Man. Yeah, because Georgia's they're awesome. Awesome. And ranked number one. Bennett is a stud. Brock Bauer, they are rolling right now. Well, I'm Dang. sorry. Sorry you couldn't change. That was fun while it lasted. Who's my NFL team now? Kansas City? You have, yep, Kansas City. Am I the only one? Yep. Nice. Dang. I love it. And then my college team's still Arkansas, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. You like that? You want to change it? I do not. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else want to change their teams? No. 
right. I'm sitting good right now. Uh, speaking of Kansas City, my final thought is a lot of people make fun of this guy, Kurt, but not me. I think he's a pretty cool dude. Kurt's got the world record for Chiefs memorabilia. <laughs> His collection of right? Chiefs memorabilia consists of 1,110 different pieces, enough to get him certified. He had to individually count each item with three people as witnesses, an elected official, a police officer, and a Chiefs subject matter expert. And he has the most memorabilia, Chiefs memorabilia. Oh, good for him. Uh, I got a lot of Arkansas stuff. Close to that? Nah. You're going to have the cops come over and count them for you. <laughs> hey, I wonder if he has a Chiefs Barbie. Well, I, I don't know, but I got an Arkansas Barbie that's right, right next right, to my, right. So you got right him on my that. right shoulder. Uh, that's from Fox 4, Kansas City. So as far as the Chiefs go, Woo Chief or whatever they say. What are they saying, Chiefs? Just hey, go Chiefs. Hail, is it hail? hail? No, the, the hail to the Chiefs is what they said to the president. <laughs> oh, <laughs> interesting. That's uh, not what the Chiefs say. They just uh, do the chop. I don't know. Do they uh, do, they do Tomahawk chop, though? Go, go Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. I should know since uh, I'm their biggest fan. <laughs> I'm the biggest Cowboys fan, too. Yeah, you are. Yeah, because uh, they didn't cost me any money this last week. Dude, see? Uh, thank you guys again, Rich Eisen, on Friday. And we're going to say, we're going to do little things, too, that will not be on the Bobby Bone Show feed. So if you're not subscribed to the 25 Whistles feed, you may miss some stuff. And they, this show comes up on two different feeds right now. So subscribe to the 25 Whistles feed, and you'll get all the content. Uh, this is up on YouTube. This is... On podcast, I think that's it, huh? I think, I think yeah, you're just stretching Dang, for I was no really reason. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm blowing us out because I'm 15 and no, suckers. Yeah. So that is the end of the show. <laughs> Show's over. See you next time, everybody. Theme song written by me, Bobby Bones, and performed by Brandon Ray. Brandon's an awesome artist. Follow Brandon on socials at Brandon Ray Music. Thanks to our guests and thanks to our crew. My co-host, Adam Hambrick, at Adam Hambrick. Our segment producer, at Kickoff Kevin. Our video producer, at Producer Eddie. Head producer, at Mike Distro. Most importantly, thank you for listening. I'm Bobby Bones, and we will talk to you next week on 25 Whistles.